Hello, Solomon, David, and Mikey. This is the Kevin Mutombo. You have a podcast, your show, Sporting DSM. It's Solomon here. David and Mikey, welcome back to Sporting DSM. Today we have two returning guests with Joe Zakai and representing We The Fans, Jake Towell. How are you guys doing today? How are you? Dave, what's the matter? You know, Jake, I'm pissed. I'll tell you why. Solomon didn't begin the podcast with the Mike Breen introduction, and I'm not happy. Oh, right. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, take oh it no, I'm not sorry. the Mike Breen. <laughs> I'm sorry, David. Take it away. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gotta get those final editions. No, I, exactly. Oh, I, I, I'm guessing you heard the previous episode, Joe. Of course. Here we go. Here we go. All right, Solomon, All right. take us away. Here we go. Okay, yeah. great. So uh, let's get right into it. Uh, we're a little bit late tonight. We got a shorter episode for you, but uh, we're going to start this episode off with the uh, finals predictions. Last, epi- last episode, this is how we ended off. Uh, tonight, this is how we're going to start it off. So without further ado, Jake Towell, uh, who do you have winning the finals and in how many games? Before I give my prediction, let it be known that Mikey Darvish was just brushing his hair um, on camera. <laughs> not important but okay um i gotta say i do have the suns taking this one um i think they make it quick in five six most what's going to be the key here is obviously the next game in milwaukee if if the suns can sneak one out in milwaukee this series is a wrap um let's just let's just be real none of these games in this series so far have been good um, we haven't been seeing good basketball at much for this series and good results and exciting games. Um, I went to sleep game two. I fell asleep during game two. I went to sleep before 10 o'clock for the first time in like three years during game two. Um, that's just the kind of series it's been for me personally. I haven't been excited at all. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so, Joey, what do you think? Do you agree with uh, with Jake here? The Suns in six? I want to say it's a seven-game series. Mm-hmm. If the Bucks can just defend home court, then you know we'll have a really fun, interesting game seven. Um, I just hope for a good ending to the season. You know, we at least deserve one. I don't want this shit to end in five. Let's go, Bucks! Push it. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree. The NBA fans deserve a little bit more at the end of the season right now, just because of the way that the playoffs right now have been going. It's been a disaster. We have not been getting what we, what was advertised in these playoffs. I was going into these playoffs saying, wow, it's going to be one of the best in years. You know, there's some new faces, some new teams. At the end of the day, there is new teams in the finals, but not in the way that we thought we'd get them. It's kind of just been, you know, take your way via injury to the finals and then play three games that have been decided by 15 points or more. Um, I hope we have a game that's exciting going down to the wire. At yeah. one game at least this series but isn't it refreshing not seeing you know a stephen curry or a lebron uh, and of course it is of course it is but but at what cost we're, we're getting it at what cost that games that you know kind of put you to sleep and are decided by 10 plus points 20 points is that the trade-off you want i don't know so so we're seeing great play from Giannis. 
you know, he's mm-hmm. done stuff that hasn't been done in the finals in a long time, and you just got to appreciate his performance so far. But yeah. nobody on the Suns has really been playing like an elite, you know, finals MVP. Like, that's the clear-cut top dog on the team, even though Chris Paul would probably definitely get it right now. But I'm going to say, like, I want to see Giannis win because he's playing at such a high level. And I don't want to see his efforts go to waste. Right. But isn't, isn't the Giannis performance we're seeing right now something like LeBron James-esque? Uh, you know, yeah, the numbers like itself are, you know, Giannis is doing things that people haven't done before in the finals with the 40 points and 10 rebounds and, and back-to-back games. But aren't, isn't the performance of just putting the team on his back and putting up numbers like this in the finals just LeBron-esque? It's kind of just like watching LeBron in the finals again. Yes. Yeah, it, it sort of is LeBron-esque, but at the same time, you got to look at the supporting cast behind him. You know, the, the P.J. Tucker, the Drew Holiday, Brooke yeah. Lopez, guys behind him that are buying into, you know, the Buck system and, you know, that are playing good defense, playing good offense. Um, and, you know, you got a guy like Chris Middleton, who's a knockdown shooter, uh, playing well. And, you know, the next game is going to be in Milwaukee, so that's going to be an interesting one. Right, and here's an interesting uh, stat, actually. The Bucks this entire postseason have only lost one game at home, one game throughout the wow. entire postseason. It was uh, game one to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Trey so, gave them the fifty piece. Right, right in game one, and uh, actually in nineteen ninety three was the last time the Suns made the finals, and they met a. Uh, a prime Michael Jordan in the finals and he Charles Barkley breathed too close to him and he took it personally. So Jordan ended up giving them four consecutive 40 point games. Uh, and I think it's possible that Giannis repeats history and, uh, and, and does it to the Suns again, four games in a row, 40 points, uh, four consecutive games. Do you th- do you guys think that this can happen again? I, I definitely think so. Uh, without question, I think Giannis is more than capable, uh, you know, of achieving four plus forty point games. What do you guys think? Well, I would think the Suns would adjust at some point and make anybody but Giannis beat them. You know, uh, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday have been inconsistent, so even though. It would take a tremendous effort from guys like DeAndre Ayton, Jay Crowder, uh, the whole defense, you know, everybody's got to come together and make someone else beat them, make, make the Bucks knock down outside shots. And, you know, playing that game five in Phoenix, it might be tough for Giannis to get back to that 40-point mark. Right, but but then you know when you look at uh, you know the foul trouble Aiton got into, and you know the lack of size the Phoenix Suns have, you know with Kaminsky coming off the bench, a guy that can't play defense at all, you just look and you're like, you know, I think Giannis is you know capable of doing it again. That's that's just what I saw because it's easy the last to say. Game, yeah, I mean, because, I mean, look at the last game. Yeah, DeAndre Aiton got into foul trouble, and then when he came back in, he was fatigued. Uh, Giannis took over. So, I mean, you have a point, right? You know, when they go back to Phoenix, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough. But I, I see it happening. It's, it's very easy to say that he could do it. But what's, at the end of the day, what's the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal, the ultimate goal is to win the NBA Finals. Um, I don't think the Bucs, um, if we keep seeing this play out of Middleton and, and Holiday, that it's like, 
they're there for a quarter, they're they're sleeping for a quarter, they're there for a quarter, they're sleeping for a quarter. They're they're the X factors. Middleton and and Drew Holiday are the X factors in this series. If they can kind of shoot shoot the lights out a little bit, play some D, um, the Suns could be in trouble because really no one can play with Giannis right now. He's gonna Absolutely. put up forty points. He's gonna put up forty points no matter what's going on in the game. He needs everyone else to play around him, obviously. Um, let's hear from Mikey. We didn't hear from Mikey on what he thinks in this series. Well, I mean, I think it's going to be, you know, like I said last episode, I think it's going to, you know, be taken to seven games. Uh, personally, I think that Monty Williams, great coach, but last game, I don't know where the hell he was at, where his mind was at. Um, and I was already thinking, you know, the Suns might win it five, six. It could be that, but I really think, you know, especially because of the way the Bucks are going to play, especially when they have that home court advantage that they can push it to seven. But I feel like at the end, the Suns will just get that little spark that like pushes them forward to win it. Solomon, what do you think? Uh, here's what I think. I agree with Joey. I, I think that, uh, you know, Giannis is playing amazingly. I think that Giannis can absolutely go for four consecutive 40-point games, and that is going to be the uh, the factor that gets them to Game 7. And I think they're going to remain with that singular uh, home court playoff loss until Game 7. Uh, and it's, it's going to be a tight series. It's going to be a tough tough to decide but uh it you know right now it's tough to decide right now it's tough to decide because tomorrow night the suns could go up 3-1 and and i could be completely wrong but uh that's that that's what i'm seeing right now from the bucks and from Giannis. and uh i I just want to take a look at devin booker's performance in particular here on the suns he's he's been a pivotal piece in what they're doing this this postseason so i'm going to take a look at his percentages his field goal percentages from the past few playoff series against denver he shot 66 percent in game one 43 percent game two 48 percent and 44 percent in games three and four that's uh that's some pretty good shooting splits in terms of field goal percentages against the clippers patrick beverly was his primary defender. His his numbers dropped a little bit. 51% in game one. That's pretty good. But then they went downhill from there. 30, 31%, 24%, uh, 36%, and 41%. And then 39%. So his shooting numbers dropped against the Clippers when defended by Patrick Beverly. Uh, and then against Milwaukee in the finals, 38% game one, 48% game two, and 21%. 21% he shot in game three. He could not hit a shot. Drew Holiday and P.J. Tucker are guarding him. And, and I think that if he can't get his shots to go down... If, if the Bucks defense is going to play so tight on him, they're constricting him. I think if he can't get going, that's going to be a problem for the Suns. I totally agree. They are trying to make sure that 
Chris Paul and Devin Booker don't beat them. If you guys realize Jay Crowder, I think went six of seven from three in the last game and Cam Johnson was in, you know, in the teens and points. Um, but those aren't the guys that you want to see shooting the ball so often for Phoenix. You want it to be Devin Booker and Chris Paul to take you there. You want it to, you know, keep uh, DeAndre involved, uh, DeAndre Ayton involved in the offense. Um, yeah, so if they keep locking up Booker, it's going to be really tough. It's going to be really, really tough. And that's why I think a long series definitely benefits the Bucks. If you guys notice, Monty Williams benched him in the fourth. Uh, they didn't really want to push him. You know, he's played probably the most minutes in the playoffs so far. Um, you know, if Devin Booker can't get it going and the Bucks make the series uh, extend without um, Saric, with Craig being banged up, with Booker dealing with his nose, you know, I think the advantage could sway towards the Bucks in an extended six or seven game series. Actually, let me just correct you there for a second. Uh, Paul George still has the most minutes played in, in the playoffs this, wow. this season. And uh, game three, DeAndre Ayn was in foul trouble. He had, I think, five fouls uh, by the end of the game. So they kept him on the bench. Monty didn't want him to foul out of the game. Uh, so... And that's going to be a problem going forward for him, I, I, I think, because once he was on the bench, Giannis and the Bucks had their way. Giannis had 14 field goals within five feet of the basket. The Suns, as a team, as a whole, had 13. So he outscored them in the paint altogether. Yeah. Yeah, so, and when and when you wow. look at the stat line, you know you see Devin Booker three for fourteen last game, one for seven from the three point line. Um, and to Joey's point earlier, I mean, if you don't have Devin Booker on, if you don't have Chris Paul on, you're, you're screwed. Um, you know, Jay Crowder, no problem. You can go six for seven. Cam Johnson, you can have yourself a good game. But at the end of the day, when your star players aren't at uh, you know that star level, you're you're not you you're going to have a tough time against this Bucks team. Right. Okay. And, and you mentioned Chris Paul. Chris Paul is not a guy who turns the ball over. He doesn't get turnovers. In his last two games combined, Chris Paul had 10 turnovers. Isn't that insane? Chris Paul doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't get turnovers. He had 10 in the last two games of the finals. Yeah, that's the length of the Bucks right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So their defense pivotal, is incredible. Go, go ahead, go ahead. Pivotal game for tomorrow night. Um, we kind of heard a little bit about the Suns game five. Mikey Zingley, uh No, no, it's game Maybe. four. No, it's isn't it game, game five? Four. Oh, it is game four. It's game, game four. Game four. Pfizer Forum, Milwaukee. Pfizer. Suns are up two one. Listen, we listen. We that's basic. Hey, David, come on, give me two. <laughs> One. Okay. Pivotal game four tomorrow night. Late um, start is screwing in my head. And here's the thing. Um, for the Suns, you know kind of what the mission is, right? You got, got to have your stars play well. And around them, you have guys like Jay Crowder and Cameron Payne to kind of carry the load. And DeAndre Ian has to play a little bit tougher in the paint. Um, there was too many points in the paint for the Bucks last game something like over 50. Um, you got you to gotta buckle down in the paint a little bit. 
for the Bucks, let's take a little bit of a deeper dive because the Bucks are an interesting team in this in these finals right now. And I'm kind I'm the kind of guy that um I'm kind of critical of the Bucks year by year. But here they are in the finals. And like I said, it's kind of the reason of we haven't been getting what we've been promised in these playoffs. Um, I know Mikey's going to kill me for this, but they should not be in the finals right now um, if the Nets were remotely healthy for that series. I mean, you had James Harden hobbling around on one leg, trying to do whatever he could. Kyrie was out. KD was literally left every single ounce of sweat that he had on the floor, and it wasn't enough. Um, the Bucks shouldn't be here. And it's a, and it's a, I, I would say if the Bucks, I would say this season's already a failure for the Bucks, as crazy as that sounds, because they shouldn't be here. All right. It's another lackluster season for the Bucks. Mikey, let's take, let's start taking a deeper look at the Bucks. What's the issue here? They are in the finals, but what is the issue with the Bucks? With the Bucks? Um, you know, first things first, I'd like to talk, I'd like to say their depth. Uh, that's something that's not there personally for me. I mean, first of all, you have this great starting five, Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday, PJ Tucker, uh, Middleton, Giannis. And then coming off the bench, you have guys that you've probably never heard of in your life up until the finals. Brent Forbes. Uh, I'm struggling to even name names. Pat Connaughton, Bobby Portis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Dante DiVincenzo's been out. Forgot He's about out. Bobby Portis. Forgot about big guys. Jeff Teague. <laughs> yep. Um, but li- Elijah, right now. Elijah Bryant. <laughs> no, he didn't get any minutes last game. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. To Mikey's point, <laughs> for the, the most to Mikey's part, point, they're not so depthy. I mean, they have Bobby Portis that plays that good kind mm-hmm. of off the bench. Yeah. But I saw something hilarious about Bobby Portis on Twitter. Someone said that um, he has to take his eyes out and recharge them. That's good. That's good. I've seen, I've seen saying he looks like the guy that uh, acts as the basketball player in the in the rom com. Like, you know, he doesn't belong <laughs> on a on an NBA court. He just doesn't look like that. But he's been playing all right these playoffs you gotta give him his props i mean most teams at this point really only play you know eight players deep especially Mm -hmm. in in the finals um they they just don't have a score really off the bench so that's where their weakness really stands out but with Giannis giving you the output that he has and the expectation of drew holiday and chris middleton you know and the event the occasional brooke lopez uh, 20, 25 point game, you know, it should be enough. Mm-hmm. Here, here's a very silly question for you all. Is Chris Middleton the most important player on the Milwaukee Bucks? You see, that's what the Kendrick Perkins said. He said that Middleton was a Batman and Yadis in the, is the Robin. And I Ridiculous. think I with, uh, with what Mikey Domagala said, uh, last week when he was on the podcast, he said that, uh, in the last two minutes of the game, yes, yeah. Middleton is, is the Batman and Giannis is the Robin because Middleton yeah. is a shot maker. He can make he can do those more. big he can do more than He can do more than Giannis. That's the thing. Time. Well, I, look, Giannis went out and got them 40 twice in a row. Okay, you're not going to see that for Middleton. Yeah. Giannis got 40 twice in a row no matter how he got it. Inside, when outside, it comes, When it comes care. down to it, when it comes down to it, at, late in the game, you need someone to take a shot. You need mm-hmm. someone to right. take a jump shot. Who yeah. do you want taking a jump shot? Giannis Antetokounmpo or no. Chris Middleton? Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, the whole game, the ball's 
you know, in Giannis's hands. So, uh, I yeah. mean, yeah, M- Middleton and everyone else gets touches, obviously. I'm not saying it's always in his hands, but, you know, at the end of the game, it's obvious it's going to go to Chris Middleton with him being right. the shot maker, you know, on Milwaukee. Yes. Well, now, so, Jake- so here's the thing. I would like to say that the series would probably be going a lot better for the Bucks if Chris Middleton – could show up for the first three quarters, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter in the fourth quarter when you're down 15 at Phoenix and you just start hitting jumpers there. Like, last two minutes when you're down 15, his one or two three-pointers isn't going to really make a difference. Giannis is the Batman. He's been showing up. He's coming off of that ridiculous knee injury, and he's been showing why he is a two-time MVP and Chris Middleton is just maybe a two-time all-star. Okay, so here's another question. Is Drew Holiday the answer at point guard for the Milwaukee Bucks? Uh, defensively, yes, I think so. Defensively, he's been amazing. Uh, ho- again, I mentioned before Booker's percentages, holding him down, uh, right? And in game three, he had 21 points and nine assists. That's pretty good. That's pretty good for a non-all-star, Drew Holiday. I, I think he's been pretty doing pretty well on, on the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I think that when Drew Holiday, um, you know, knows a shot needs to be created, you know, he'll, he'll go for it. You know, he'll, he'll create his own shot. He'll look to drive. He'll look to shoot. Um, but you mostly see him throughout the game being a playmaker and, and just, you know, focusing on Chris Paul and locking him up. Mm-hmm. So – and then. Yeah. Go ahead, Go ahead David. Okay, Me, no, so Jake. Jake, Jake, I have a I know we look alike, but we don't sound alike. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have a question for you, Jake. You said that the the Suns need to uh, uh, hold down the paint a little bit better, right? So now if you're Monty Williams, what are you doing because right now Dario Saric is out with an ACL injury. Mm-hmm. And game three, you had DeAndre Ayton with five fouls. So if you're Monty Williams, what do you do in that situation to hold down the paint? Well, it's a good thing I'm not the runner-up to the NBA coach of the year because I don't freaking know. Um, I don't know if there's an answer. I don't know if there's an answer. I mean, you got to put all the, you got to put all you can do into DeAndre Ayton um, in terms of just trying to defend the paint a bit more. You have to rely a little bit more on Jay Crowder. He's not really that guy but you have to rely a little bit more on Jay Crowder. Um, you have to look for anywhere that you can get for size. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the Bucks are going to abuse them in the paint for the rest of this series. It's going to come down to them making shots on the other end and keeping up offensively. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you just got to do, you know, your best with what you have, right? Mm-hmm. They don't, they lack the size. It's obvious. Um, and you know, Deandre Ayton is, is, is going to be tired for the rest of the series. He's, he's going to be exhausted, you know, given the, the Dario Saric injury. And, and I mean, the, the Jake, Jay Crowder is a great defender, but, uh, you know, when you got a, a seven footer charging at you ready to Euro step and dunk it over you, it's not enough. So, I mean, they're, they're giving, they're giving it their all. Um, I would, um, and, uh, I would, that's, that's the best they can do. I would say that the way that they won in the first two games, you know, they have to play to their own pace. Whoever controls the pace is probably going to be the one winning the games. And when you are hitting shots on the perimeter, you're getting out in the break 
and you're limiting the Bucks' possessions on the break. You're limiting um, Giannis's ability to, to get deep in the paint, deep into the teeth of your defense, and get close to the rim. It's a big advantage. We saw in games one and two, you know, they were able to, well, I wouldn't say limit Giannis completely, but they were able to keep themselves above the Bucks and keep them from making that run without hammering Aiton, you know, fouling him out of the game. And um, that's just what they got to keep going with. They got to try and get the first punch off. And if they could keep that lead and keep extending on it, it'll keep them up throughout the game. All right, here's, here's an interesting scenario, let's say. Aiton's in foul trouble. Uh, I'm going to swing at the Mikey. What do you do? What do you do at that point? Aiton's in foul trouble. You waving the white flag? I mean, pray. It, uh, no, I wouldn't pray. I feel like pulling him out of the game <laughs> is the smartest thing. Can pulling I him, pulling him out of the game is probably the best decision at the end of the day. I mean, you know, there, for example, like I know with DeAndre and he's been like a foul trouble uh, connoisseur for quite a bit. And this is before the playoffs. This is during the season. This is few seasons past. Um, this is nothing new for Aiton, and I feel like you know where Monty Williams has to stand is he got, has to go into practice, tell him straight up, like, listen, what you're doing is not what we need right now. you got to watch yourself or else we're not going to have what it takes to take it home. Right. So I think what I would do in that situation is this. I would make a few adjustments. First off, get Crowder in the paint, have him draw some charges. He can do that. He's a smart guy. He knows what uh, when to uh, – uh, set right and get McCall Bridges in there with his long arms he can steal the ball and then I'm going up to Chris Paul and I'm going to tell him this don't let him in the paint you can steal that ball do not let Giannis get a post entry don't let him drive to the paint get that ball out of his hands is your right? second done but yeah, it is. I, I respect I respect that because that's I think that's the best that of everyone's had to say. Um, except for Joe, I think I think I like what Joe has to say in terms of just controlling the pace of the game. Um, but at the end of the day, there's going to be play in the paint. Um, I think telling of Chris course. Paul don't let him in the paint. It's not. It's like putting up a stop sign um, that's green. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's there's yeah. going to be play. There's going to be play in the paint. Giannis is going to dominate in the paint for the rest of the series. Um, for the Suns, like I said, keep up offensively. Don't get into shooting slumps and, you know, find yourselves with second chances on offense. Pull down some offensive rebounds. They haven't been doing that so much this series. Yeah, and, and you know, you want Chris Paul and Monty Williams to be in DeAndre Ayton's ear and saying that, you know, don't bite, you know, don't, you know, uh, uh, let Giannis draw fouls, you know, don't don't foul the guy, don't hack the guy. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's up to Chris Paul and Monty Williams to, to, to give off that message to the bigs and to the, you know, guys defending that paint, holding down that paint, because that's, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. I have something uh, interesting. Let, let's look at end games a little bit here. All right. Okay. This series is going to end. Someone's going to win. No, not you, Siri. <laughs> 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 God, 
what did he say? He said, uh, "Hey Siri." Siri, yeah. <laughs> oh, now oh, mine man. activated. <laughs> guys, 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 we're we're live. We're live. We're so live. who's gonna win? The, someone's gonna win. Who? Some. Here's my point. Someone's gonna win this series. Someone's gonna lose this series. Right. All right. If you're the Bucks and you lose this series, where the hell do you go? Because, like I said, you should not have been in this series to begin with. Where do you go? You know, uh, Solomon, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote Mikey Domagala from last episode, and okay. he said the following about the Bucks. He mm-hmm. said, there's something about this Bucks team that I just can't seem to put my finger on because it's the same thing with them every season. Right. Right. Nobody knows with this Bucks team. No, nobody knows. So, like, as much as I want to say the Bucks are going to come out, you know, with the W in the series, I, I, I'm not confident. I'm, I'm just not confident because back to Mikey Domigala's point, there, there's, there's flaws within that team that we just can't seem to put our finger or wrap our finger around. Joe, what do you, what do you think? Well, I would point more towards the coaching and the lack of a bench. Uh, you don't really have a playmaker off the bench. That's uh, been a problem for them all playoffs. When Giannis leaves the floor, they've been getting hammered. In the first two games, he was a plus four, I believe, and every other Bucks player was minus. So um, you just got to do a better job of getting production from your other players when your star player is off the court. We see the same thing with LeBron James-led teams. Um, Some would question the coaching on those Cleveland teams for sure. And um, you would see that when LeBron leaves the floor, his team would always get hammered. So, I mean, the Bucks dealing with Brooklyn going forward, I mean, who, who knows? You know, they have three guys who are under contract. They're paying a ton of money to and there's really no getting out of that unless you could find some trade partner for one of these pieces that would make your team actually better, which I don't really see. But, you know, if they do lose the series, the only way that you could really upgrade this team is getting veterans, you know, veteran playmakers on, you know, small contracts and um, maybe upgrading at coach. Yeah. So what do the Bucks need? Here's what I would tell you. Last year, they had the opportunity to sign Chris Paul. I saw that and I said that. That is what they need. And this is last year when he was coming from the Thunder before the MVP caliber play, right? Because this year he had the second most MVP votes. So I said Chris Paul and I said that. They need a true point guard on their team. To first off, get in the locker room, get the guys up, get the guys jumping ready. So that way he'll be able to uh, handle the non-Giannis minutes and uh, and he'll get everyone in the locker room ready to go when Giannis sits on the bench. It'll be like he never left the game. And Chris Paul will be able to just uh, connect the offense. He'll be able to glue the offense so well just like he's doing here to the Suns, and he'll be a perfect mentor for the young guys on the Bucks, guys like Brim Forbes, Giannis, Chris Middleton, and uh, I, I, at that time when I saw that, I said, I said that's what it, that's what the Bucks need, Chris Paul, and you know it's it's just so ironic that they're meeting in the finals. I gotta say, Solomon's bringing his A game tonight. Um, here's the thing about the Bucks: they keep bringing in the same the, the same players with different names. What's the difference between Eric Bledsoe and Drew Holiday. Oh, there's a big or- difference. Huge okay. difference. Oh, yeah. A massive difference. Where- Drew Holiday is on the all NBA first, oh, the first defensive team. Sorry, 
first all defense. To the point to the tune to the tune of Solomon. What's the point? What's the difference between Eric Bledsoe and Drew Holiday when Chris Paul is available? When Chris well, Paul yeah. is available, right? <laughs> we 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 discussed this in a in a previous episode, Sam, and I remember uh, bringing up this point as well. Like, right. I, I know that if you had a coach on the floor, you know, I remember I was ridiculing Coach Bud like crazy. Uh, I was just killing him for uh, the Nets get for the Nets getting up 2-0 on them, and um, you know, a guy like Chris Paul would obviously help them. But it's going to be really interesting with Chris Paul in Phoenix now. There's a chance that he leaves. You know, he's got a $40 million uh, player option that would, you know, handicap the Suns a little bit. They have guys like Aiton and Bridges that they need to sign back. And it's it's going to be interesting. I would say it's even more interesting than the Bucks situation, given that they have three players under contract already on extensions for, you know, a good amount of time compared to the Suns who have to really, you know, uh, handle their money, handle their salary cap going forward. Right. I know I keep saying wild things tonight. Um, if the Bucks manage to win this series and you know ultimately you know win the NBA Finals, um, it'll it'll be the biggest cop out in in NBA history. This for the ownership group and the general manager and the front office of this team, it'll be the biggest cop out because that's it. Everyone's off their ass. Um, there's no more complaining. There's no more them under a microscope. What's the issue with the Bucks? What's the issue with the Bucks? Giannis got his ring. Good, right? If they lose, they have to get back to the drawing board. And again, it's the same shit that they do every year. If they win, it'll be like I said, the biggest cop out in NBA history. No one, no one pays them any mind anymore. They get to ride off into the sunset, and they'll never be back because, like I said, they're not a good enough team, and they shouldn't be here in the first place. What about if the Suns lose? Where do they go? Because, like, again, without CP3, this team, this team was literal garbage. Um, they played their balls off in the bubble last year. They won all eight games in the bubble. Um, but that was an anomaly, it seemed like. But then they come into the season, and it's like, okay, they're a good team. They're a really good team. But if they lose this series, what's their next step, especially with Chris Paul likely out the door? I think it's only up – uh, you know, from there for, for the Suns, if, if they lose, uh, you know, uh, having Chris Paul just for one season, I think is enough for Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, you know, for them to still be, you know, a, a high rated team in the Western Conference. Now, I don't obviously I don't think they'd make another finals run with the Phoenix Suns, but uh, with I mean, with the current team they have, but uh I, I I really don't see them being, you know, that garbage Suns team, you know, you mentioned because, you know, just having CP3 for one season, I think is enough. Yeah, I would like to say Devin Booker is ascending, you know, he's still only 24. And, you know, a lot of your favorite players who are champions and legends and all time greats, they ain't done shit when, when, you know, when they were age 24. Giannis, on the other hand, you know, Winning this finals would be huge for him. He's, what, 25, 26 with two MVPs at Depoy, and he would get a finals MVP in a ring. It would be great for his legacy, but he's on a crazy track, stuff that we haven't seen since LeBron. So it's it's really apples and oranges. Um, DeAndre Ayton's ascending. You know, he's only 22. He's only going to get better. And they have a young core, you know, Bridges, if they could sign him back. And Cam Johnson, who's only a rookie, 
they have a great young core. They have a great coach. And I could see them obviously uh, contending in the Western Conference forever. You know, LeBron's not going to be around forever. Now, Neither is Kawhi. Now, Joe, I have a question for you. What um, – I know you're not a fan of Mike Budenholzer. And I, I'm, I'm not really a big fan of him either. But I want to hear why you aren't. All right. So – we see a lack of intensity from the Bucks a lot. I see them play a lot like it's a regular season game during the freaking NBA Finals, man. It's crazy. They have these stretches where they just don't look, you know, like they're, like they're totally in it. I've seen uh, Drew Holiday turning the ball over in game one, and, you know, he goes and makes a great defensive stop on the fast break, but then there's three Suns there and no Bucks players, and they're all just sitting watching. And as a... As a team that's in your first finals game, you know, in your lives, that's totally unacceptable. And that's on the coach. That's on the coach more than anything. So, you know, we see him do interviews. He doesn't really have that intensity. And from a, uh, from a X and O standpoint, I'm not really in love with what he does. Mm-hmm. So I figured they could upgrade. Yeah. He... Here's the thing. I, I agree. My... Yeah, go ahead. Um, this is deviating from the coach Budenholzer talk a little bit, but I wanted to get to it before you asked that question. Um, back to Giannis, if he wins this NBA finals, again, it's a cop-out win. It's a cop-out ring. Uh, you know, they were the Nets being healthy away from not being here. And they were even, they were even more, they were half a toe of Kevin Durant away from not being there. Okay. Um, sure. If he wins this ring, doesn't have to pick up a basketball again for the rest of his life. He's a Hall of Famer, right? He has the accolades. I think he already is. I th- yeah. yeah, maybe. I would say he's more on the fence right now if he doesn't win a championship in his career because really it's a – He's I, clearly I on look, pace. I'd have to look at it. I'd have to look at it. If this team never won – never wins a championship with Giannis on it, it's a failure. I already see it as a failure. I don't respect them being in the NBA Finals this year. Whatever. Um. Am I crazy for saying that? That he's not a Hall of Famer if he doesn't win a yes. ring this year? And yeah, if, even are. if he does, you see, uh, you see no, now, <laughs> now, now with that, you know, someone can argue and, and say, hey, Jake, you know, what about the Suns? They played a beaten up Laker team, they played a beaten up Nuggets team, and you can say they really shouldn't be there. I mean, we spoke about this last episode, you know, we, we spoke about Jamal yeah, sure. Murray being out, LeBron I, and they I said in the out. beginning, we didn't get what we were we didn't get what, what was advertised in this NBA playoffs. I mean, the Suns were still the two seed and they yeah. played some beaten up teams to get to there. Well at the end of the day, we didn't get what we were promised in this NBA finals, I don't think. Okay, hold on now. Let's let's analyze this Bucks team real quick. Okay, La- uh, last year and the year before as well, they they choked in the in the playoffs. All right, at some point in the playoffs, they choked. All right, oh, and after that, after that, I looked at the Bucks and I said the same thing you did. I said this. I said you know after these losses in the playoffs, I don't think the Bucks will ever make the finals like this. And then this year, they came out and swept the Heat in the first round. Last year, they lost to Miami. Miami went to the freaking finals this year. They swept the, the Heat. Who the Heat were the not finals. the same team. Okay? The, heat, the Heat were not the, heat, the same yes. team. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The Heat were not yeah. the same team. You're absolutely right. And then yeah. they beat the Nets. Okay. Yeah. The Nets were injured. But Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant is a two-time finals MVP. He gave Giannis 48. All right? 48 points in, in a game. And then 40 the next game, I believe. It's, you know, th- this is not a walk in the park. 
for them. It, no, absolutely not. All right. It's not a walk in the park. And then the Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks, Jake, you loved the Atlanta Hawks. This I year. love the Hawks. I, I, I yeah. thought the Hawks would. I thought the Hawks would handle the Bucks in that time. Yeah, yeah. Without Giannis, how about without Giannis in the last two games? Okay, and Trey Young was also hurt. Yeah, but Trey Young was on the floor. Trey Young was on the floor. Yeah, he came back in what capacity? Yeah. He came back. And the same, playing Trey well. Young was on the floor in the same capacity that Harden was on the floor yeah. in that series. You know what? You well, know what? I'll tell you what. I'll pull up the stats for you right now. But Trey Young was on the floor. Uh, Here's game five, game six. Game six, Bucks versus Hawks. Uh, the score was 118 to 107 Bucks. Trey Young had 14 points and nine assists. Okay, 14 points, not enough. Yeah, maybe you're right. Uh, but still, Trey Young was there. He showed up, and the Bucks still won without Giannis. So uh, game five, the Bucks had four players in double digits. Brook Lopez had 33 points that game. All right. Without Giannis, they're back-to-back MVP defensive player of the year, okay? I saw this team, and I said, this team is not a joke anymore. This team is no longer that same team that choked in in the playoffs last year and the year before, all right? I said, this is a real team, and what I'm watching in the finals right now is greatness. I'm watching games two and three of the finals, watching Giannis drop 40, and I see greatness. All right. Yep. Yeah. I think we're past the point of criticizing the uh, the playoff runs for both of these teams. You know, exactly. it's net picking at this point. And at the end of the day, fans are gonna, you know, they're gonna say what they're gonna say. It's all social media bullshit, really. Um, and 20 years from now, people are just going to remember Giannis or Chris Paul got their first ring. And you hear the media, they're giving all the praise in the world to Chris Paul, even though he played three teams without uh, three of the top six players in what would have been uh, those three series, you know. Um, it's just it's just nitpicking at this point. And the two healthiest teams wound up playing in the finals. And here we are. They're battling it out. Yeah, and... and- they're, give, they're having a good series. So let's just, you know, let's just see who comes out on top. Yeah, and, and Joe, I, I agree with you 100%. I've, I've been saying this. I've been saying injuries are a part of the game. It happens. Um, you know, both teams deserve to be where they are. You know, uh, they each improved the whole hell of a lot, you know. Um, and I, I think they deserve to be there. And, you know, people could sit there, like you said, and nitpick and say, you know, this guy was injured, that guy was injured, this guy shouldn't be there, that guy shouldn't be there. Or you could sit there and be like, these two teams are both fighting like hell to win a ring. You can either sit there and enjoy, or you can sit there and analyze and say, oh, this guy should have been there, that guy should have been there. My take on this whole thing is sit down, watch the damn game, and enjoy. They both worked their asses off to get there, and that's it. Period. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll say not a single person on in either organization gives a shit about the media saying that they don't belong to be there because they know that they've put in the work and they've been there. Even as a salty Lakers fan that knows that this would have been an easy repeat if AD was healthy, you know, I'm going to give the Suns their credit. They lasted. They made it. You know, no Kawhi, no Jamal Murray. It is what it is. And uh, there's no point in uh, in fighting it. it. It's what's happening. They're not going to delay the playoffs. They're not going to, you know, shut it down. It, it is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, LeBron still have went to the uh, Space Jam premiere if he was in the finals right now. 
<laughs> Jake, you see, that's that's a great question. That's a great question. Right. I have a. I, I think I think Mikey is going to be the end all in this discussion. Mikey is Giannis a Hall of Famer if he loses this year's finals? Well, I mean, how old is Giannis right now? 24, 25? Twenty four, twenty five. He's twenty six. Dude, he still has a whole career ahead of him. If he doesn't make the yep. finals now, he could make it some other time. And even if he even make it to the finals, like for example. Uh, there are so many players that haven't won an NBA ring that still became Chris Hall of Paul. Famers. Chris Paul is definitely Chris Paul is definitely a candidate, but he's going to win a ring. Okay, yeah, but here's we're the, not in, sure. In another, in another, let's in another say Chris five, Paul loses. Five, six, it's year five, sixteen, six, and he years. finally made the finals, and he was already a first ballot Hall of Famer before he ever stepped mm-hmm. foot in these playoffs. Right, there you no go. doubt. It might, exactly. it, might be, it might be a different question. It might be a different question in another five, six, seven years when they have the career pedigrees like Chris Paul and Melo. Oh, for sure. Kind of guys. Right, or I'm at, right now. Giannis, Giannis, be a Giannis, Giannis is not retiring this after this season. Giannis is not he's retiring. Gonna be, he's going to be a Hall of Famer without question. I look at the accolades he's picked up: two-time Defensive Player of the Year, uh, MV, he won League MVP. Uh, I, I like I said, Chris twice. Paul is already a first ballot Hall of Famer without an MVP, a Depoy, a Finals appearance, nothing. Giannis already has two MVPs. A depoy, and I'm sure there's more to come. Okay, so sure so here's, here's here's how this is this is a good deal. Here's how we're gonna end tonight. Does that mean the NBA Hall of Fame lacks meaning? No, no, absolutely no, not. Absolutely no, not. 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 Because you're sitting not. here ringing off to me that so Chris wait, Paul is a first ballot Hall of Famer without much accolades. He had a great career. He had a story career, but without much accolades. Jake Tell, he, here's what I say to you. How about a guy like like uh, Roy Don't Hibbert? Come yelling at me. I'm just asking. Yeah, I'm sorry, but look, how about a guy like Roy Hibbert? He has seven championships. Does he belong in the Hall of Fame? You mean Robert Horry? No, like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Robert Horry. I mixed the two up. Seven championships. Does he belong in the Hall of Fame? No. Okay. Giannis. Giannis has zero championships. How about Chris Paul? Chris Paul, no championships, no MVPs, nothing. No no individual awards. Okay. Charles no Barkley. All right. Jerry So being in the Hall of Fame is just as elementary as this. If you make a name for yourself in the league, you're in the Hall of Fame. Nah, well, absolutely not. Is it, is, that, is it that elementary? Absolutely not. No, it's a no, 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 no. matter no, no. of greatness over a period it, of time. And what that's is, what defines that's, greatness. It, what it's appreciated the by by the fans, the media, the players, the coaches. Everybody recognizes it in the end of the day. If you use your eyes to watch basketball and you see a player and you can't determine whether he's a Hall of Famer or not, I mean, it's on you, really. So, so the Hall of Fame is subjective. What you're saying is the Hall of Fame is subjective. Of course it is. Yeah. It's never not been. It's voted on. It's literally the most subjective thing in the world. You People either say that the player is or they aren't. And at the end of the day, when you look at it, guys like Carmelo Anthony, absolutely a Hall of Famer, 30,000 points, right? There's no debate so th- here. There you go. You're, you're giving me a, an accolade, a stat. He doesn't have an number, MVP. Something tangible, something tangible, something I can feel. He has... Hey, yeah, Chris Paul's top so five in assists. His assist to turnover ratio is one of the best in history. We've seen him take so every single that team subjective. that he's been on and prove. And that's not that's not a, 
uh, subjective either. Like, that's literally fact. You've seen the yeah. Clippers. They never had a 50-win season in their career. And uh, not in their career, in their history. And Chris Paul took them to four or five straight. So it's just not really um, – it's not really a matter of necessarily uh, – player personal achievement but rather their impact on the game their level of skill um you know just um joe you're killing you know me. done over a long period it, of time you're killing me because you no, just gave, you gave me a whole right. list of things that you could touch and feel wait, in there, and there and there you could put a number on it and then you go and you tell me that it's because of what their impact um, on the game is and the greatness that you can't measure without stats and accolades and achievements Right, right. So hold on. I, I, do you know how hard it is to win back-to-back MVPs? The last player to win back-to-back MVPs was Steve Nash in 05 and 06. All right. Okay. And, and look, you, you can you can argue whether he deserved those Did or not. Steph Curry just die. But Did Steph one, Curry yeah. just die? And, and, and Steph, LeBron, Steph, I believe. Right. Steph Curry and LeBron. Right. There you go. These are players who belong in the Hall of Fame. All right. Yeah, and they're all absolutely Hall of Fame. Yeah, right. There's yeah, but there's there's, there's things that you can MVPs. point to. There's things that you can point to on a sheet that tells you, okay, right. they that's why they're in the Hall of Fame. And then there's some players that you can't really point to it. There aren't that many accolades. There aren't right. that many. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's exactly what it is. Whatever it's... it is, but there's there's a subjective nature to that. Okay, this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer because I think so, and this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer because he has, you know, he has the receipts. No, it's exactly. it's 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 more of it's it's a concoction of There's both, both, right? It's money, it's, yeah, yes, it's money, exactly. Of course, that's, of course. That's what it is. But, right. You know, um, Scottie Pippen never won a Finals MVP. An MVP was he ever a Depoy? I'm not sure. Yeah, but, he was. You know, okay, all right. So you know, guys who are secondary, you know, they even get the recognition. So if you're a one on a team for a long time and sustain a certain amount of success and consistency, and you're recognized as a you know you want to take um all-star appearances guys like chris middleton and drew holiday might be borderline hall of famers if they don't get a ring especially because they'll be in and out of the all-star game they might have five six max over their over the course of their career guys like chris paul have done it over 10 times Giannis will have done it over 10 times when you wake up in your bed in 2027 you know he'll already have been an all-star every single year there's no fall off that we would see from Giannis like that, you know, within the next five years. Um, give it, give it a minute, man. Give it a minute. Yeah, He's yeah. a kid still. Yeah, guys. Yeah. I, you know, I, I love this sit, discussion going sit, on. We can sit and talk for days about what the Hall of Fame means to the league and 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 X Y Z. That's kind of why I asked. I thought it was really interesting, and I wanted to hear. I don't want to argue. I wanted to hear. Um, Sal, bring us home. Okay, yeah, you know, I, I love this discussion, but, uh, you know, we don't have a lot of time for it right now. So uh, that, that, uh, that's going to be the end of the episode today. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, beautiful discussion. Again, uh, it was great having you on, Jake Cowell, as well as Joey Zakai. Uh, you guys are always welcome on Sporting DSM. Hope to see you again next time. This is Solomon signing off. Yeah, uh, this is David as well. And uh, Jake, you know, before you go, you know, the Nets lost. All right, we, we got we to gotta just let you know. Right? <laughs> we got to. You know, I told you so. All right. It's it's fun by to say. Half, 
by a toenail. They lost That's by right. a toenail. That's right. Yeah, by a toenail. Literally by a toenail. Lost, all right. And no, Kevin Durant's uh, out here getting slapped by Patty Mills. <laughs> I don't know. That's I'm right. not even a Nets fan. I'm just saying. Stop being delusional. <laughs> well, well we're, we're clearly not being right. delusional as what we predicted happened. All right. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. We'll see, Mikey. All right. <laughs> all right. Good night from Sporting DSM. <laughs>